0: Log Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the show and thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Key Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified holistic health therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash energy awareness. That's audible.com slash energy awareness. Well, we're a month into spring, and in some places in the country, you you know it. In other places, it's kind of hard to discern because there's still a foot of snow on the ground in certain areas. But given that we're a month in, we know it's going to get better. The temperature is rising, and our hearts start to turn to love. And love comes in many forms, romance and intimacy being the most notable. But it's more than that. Love is healing. It's freeing, it's it's light, humorous, it's positive. Love reduces stress and it brings out the best in people and when shared with others, it is contagious. And that's the con- kind of contagion we want in this world right now. And when we're coming from our heart, we are being the love from which we come and are made. It's our very essence. And how do we attain love for ourselves and others? There is a myriad of ways, really, one of which is through prayer, which is our topic for today. Prayer is healing, and love is healing. Knowing that, we know then that prayer is love. My guest is Reverend Maggie Oman Shun, an ordained unity minister, spiritual director, workshop, and retreat facilitator, and an author of six books, The Way We Pray, Prayer Practices from Around the World, A String and a Prayer, How to Make and Use Prayer Beads, One God, Shared Hope, Prayers for Hope and Comfort, and Crafting Calm, which she and I discussed right here on Energy Awareness Radio back in 2013. Maggie was ordained as a Unity minister in 2014 and has had the distinct honor of serving as the spiritual leader of Unity Spiritual Center of San Francisco since January of 2010. And today, Maggie is here to discuss her book, Prayers for Healing. So, Maggie, welcome back to the show. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. It has been eight years. I can't believe it. <laughs> when I realized that, I thought, wow, it doesn't feel like
2: it. So how have you
1: been? How are you being?
2: <laughs> oh, th- thank you so much for having me back. I, um, I'm i doing great. I'm, I'm pleased to uh, to be here with you to talk about things that we love and Actually, I just finished my ninth book, so I'm going to have a new book coming out in June, and that's what's really crazy, too, to to think that um, Crafting Calm came out in 2013, as you said. But, uh, yeah, I've had some other book babies uh, come along in the um, years since then, so just, just finished my ninth book.
1: Well, congratulations on that, and you're going to have to allow Bree, if that's who you're using, to to send that book to me so that we can get you back again
2: when it's launching. That would be lovely. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. It's it's actually kind of interesting because it's very similar to the one we're going to talk about today, Prayers for Healing. I I kind of feel like it's my my follow-up to Prayers for Healing, so – yeah, so I'm happy well, to be Well, your prayers talking. for healing.
1: Yeah, I mean your he- prayers for healing. This, I believe, and I hope I have this right. First of all, there's one prayer for every day of the year, so it has 365 blessings, poems, and meditations. But it was published previously in both 1999 and 1992.
2: Is that correct? Yeah, it's actually in a, it's had a number of incarnations. The very first one was in mm-hmm. 1997, uh, and I'm actually holding that edition in my hand right now. It, it came out. Um, it was really a dream come true, and uh, it came out in 1997, and since then it's been reprinted several times. so um, and, and the most recent one is probably the one that you have in your hands, uh, by Mango Publishing, which uh, just reprinted it.
1: Yes, and that was 2020. Now, that's when it was reprinted perfect timing, I'd say, but you know, given all the books yeah. you've written, well, yeah. well, what was your reason for like relaunching this particular book? prayers for healing was it the pandemic along with all the other issues that are challenging our world at this time why why did it come out in 2020 Again.
2: Well, you know, it, it's interesting. It it has just been um like the little engine that could. It it, it has had a, a life of its own. It's it's sold um more copies than any other book that I've done and uh yeah, I'm thrilled that uh that Mango uh decided to re uh republish it in 2020 because certainly that was a um a year in which people could uh, use some prayers and some prayers for healing. Um, But it's it's interesting because it really is one of those evergreen books. And it's been out now for 24 years uh, in different formats. And I'm constantly touched and amazed at the stories that I hear about it and how people have used it. Um, You know, it's like having a a child that – goes out in the world and and has its own life and and then when you hear the stories it's just like wow that's so awesome uh things that i i never would have thought about or anticipated and so it's it's very sweet to to hear how um prayers for healing has been something that people turn to again and again and hope that's the that that continues to be the case because it really was supported by a lot of wonderful contributions
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is is like a classic because when you look at this book, it has, you know, first of all, it's not divided January 1st to, to December 31st. It's interesting that you divide it by season. So rather than opening the book and finding it begins on the first of the year, we start with December 21st, the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Was there yeah. a reason you did that? What? Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just to um, help people to be a little more mindful about the seasons. Um, and I did the same thing with the new book that's going to be coming out in June, which is called Have Hope. So I used a uh, very similar format to Prayers for Healing and um, also uh, started it, I think, let me think, did I start it in the winter? I might have. I can't even remember. I just proofread it last week, but now uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when I started it. Um, but I also divided it into the seasons because that's kind of a, a wonderful rhythm to uh, be, you know, to track in our own lives. And we don't always do that in our modern world. So uh, just another way to touch in with ourselves to think of our lives in the context of, of seasons as well.
1: Sure, because, you know, we're growing with Mother Earth. She allows us to be here, so we might as well, you know, take a her cue instead of yeah. deciding January 1st is a good time to start, you know. Right. right. Exactly. It kind of messes things up. You're in the middle already, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It's important <laughs> for people to know that while the title does include the word prayer, this is definitely not a religious book, Not, not, not at all, whether one subscribes to a religion or not. This really is an inspirational book. That with each prayer, poem, or meditation that you read, it really does it reduces stress. It is inspiring. It there is a lifting of spirit, which to me in turn allows the reader to find peace within themselves. And when we do that, when we practice that consistently, it makes us happier, bringing us into a more positive state of mind and transfers. Mm-hmm to all our interactions. So we are thinking, not reacting. And we are creating peace for everyone because of our ability to be still in just those few moments we take to read the daily passage. So through that action of reading one passage per day, to me, we're giving ourselves the gift of love that we need. We all need that, each of us. And then we can pass it along to others. And and I would also note that These are not long passages at all. I don't recall any being longer than perhaps two pages at most. Is the feedback you've received from any of the launches of the book such that the people find they've become
2: calmer, more at ease, and peaceful toward others? Yeah, I I actually had um somebody who's in my congregation tell me that she, she really uh kind of held on to it as a lifeline uh during 2020, which uh was very meaningful to me. And yeah, you're right. It's not um traditional prayers as we may uh think of them, and it was it was a wonderful book to kind of expand my uh, awareness and uh, definition of what prayer is, because as I said, I started this in 1997, actually 1996. It was published in 97 for the first time. And, you know when I first thought of prayers, perhaps like some of your audience members, I thought of you know the very formal um these and nows you know the the sort of uh or poetic uh forms of prayer that maybe we grew up thinking about when we heard that word. And really broke open that definition to, as you mentioned, include uh, blessings, meditations, um a lot of which are uh short um, just you know short but but sweet in terms of giving you a lot of food for thought or um thing something to reflect on. And tried to touch different aspects of healing, so not just personal, uh, physical healing, but also mental healing, environmental healing, healing in relationships, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that it's really a broad spectrum of subjects um, that these quotations, prayers, meditations, poems uh, touch on.
1: And the fact that you put it into—I'm not—I don't want to say a calendar format, but each one is dated, so you can go through and start with December. T- well, start wherever you are in the year and and continue on that way. Or you can just—you know—sometimes you just pick something up and you open open it up to read it, and it's like, wow, I really needed that right now, and I didn't even know it. You can do that mm-hmm. too. It doesn't have to be—you know—just because today is April 21st doesn't mean that if you opened up the book and, and you were in the middle of February. It wouldn't be something that you needed. It, it very well could be because we get signs and signals like that from the universe all the time, and it's it's interesting to do that. So I had to go through the book and take all important dates, and I'm sure everybody does this when they get a book. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know what I'm going to say. You go through <laughs> and you look up your birthday and your husband's birthday and your anniversary and other people's birthdays and you know and people say you know let's see what they have. And I have to say, <laughs> for me, when I opened up to my birthday. I thought, well, isn't that that's not a surprise at all. It's very apropos because it's Serenity Prayer,
2: <laughs> and it oh, really is awesome. a
1: prayer. And <laughs> I thought, yeah. oh my goodness, okay, yeah, I needed that.
2: <laughs> like, Figured
1: I'd be born on that day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny.
0: <laughs>
2: that is, I love that, and I and I've heard that it's from just... people. In fact, I I know uh, uh, somebody um, who uses it as a birthday book. So he writes down the birthdays of his loved ones in in the book and and remember that that way because he uses it as like a daily um, uh, meditation as well so yeah that i got such a kick out of um uh hearing that because not only did he find as you did you know a synchronicity in the listing for his birthday but then he decided to just list all his you know family and friends and and use it as a record of birthdays which was kind of fun
1: yeah, I mean for me it wasn't, you know, a synchronicity. It was like, You need to just remember and practice this tea. This is <laughs> we're talking to you. <laughs> like, okay, all right, I get it, I get it you know. I love his idea though, because I get a calendar every year and I don't buy one. So many people send you a calendar that, you know, I just picked the one with the pretty pictures and hang it on the side of the pantry and, and write down people's birthdays in the squares. But I like this much better because if you read their And and I say there, if you read their poem or meditation or or prayer on their day and you, I don't like to write in books, but I'm going to now because in, in this book, because I love that idea. You have this book that's almost sacred. You can take it with you. You don't have to go running to look for the thing. You just, it's there every day. And it's, it becomes a part of you. And I think that you probably get to know the person better, regardless of whether what the prayer or the meditation or the poem is that you can feel a connection with the person i just think that's a beautiful idea i love that i really
2: I loved it too. I, I thought it was so creative and uh he actually was um a professor in my one of my seminaries, uh one spirit interfaith uh seminary and uh it, it was so fun. He wasn't my dean, uh, but he, you know, was in the um circle of professors and it was such a kick to, to hear that. But that's how he decided to use it.
1: Yeah, I I I'm stealing that idea. Yes, I'm definitely stealing that. There's probably <laughs> there's probably a poem in there about don't steal, and I'm like I'm stealing that. No, idea. I'm you're it right, right on there. I don't care.
2: It's you're a great idea. By, you're
0: inspired by. I really by it. am.
1: Because, you know, because you put it on a calendar and you forget to change the calendar, and in this way, you're going to see it every day because you're going to read that every single day, and that's just very cool. I like that. And I, I never would have thought of that. That's a great idea. Uh, awesome. That's uh, it's just terrific. Um, But the book itself, you know, I believe when you when you commit to investing in yourself and you allow yourself to be in an intimate relationship with your higher self, your higher self knows you best. But we sometimes don't pay attention to the nudges we receive from our higher selves. And and when we do make that commitment to be in touch with our higher selves, we're in alignment. And that's when we're in flow in life and when we're doing what we're here to do and we're building on the foundation of our future when we finally accept and then honor that authenticity of ours that we stay loyal to ourselves and we realize that we really are an amazing soul and upon that self-realization I guess there's much more understanding compassion and forgiveness for others because we realize that it is not just us and them it really is we it always is we and and we get the connection to others in the way in which we are all connected through compassion you know which is a big part of love and your book does that with with the authenticity of it all. That's what we're here to do, to figure out what we are meant to do, the gifts that we have that we should, you know, share and present to the world. And that's kind of our, our gift to the world. And I believe your book prayers for healing does that for the reader. That's, that's what I saw and felt and read in the pages of the book. That's what I found to be so astounding that a few words a day, making a huge positive impact in not just our own individual lives but the lives of everybody on earth and earth herself as you said you know there's environmental issues and you know uh, poetry in here and, and all kinds of things but it, it's it's truly very very healing for every creature and Gaia herself but it starts with us and I found your book allows for the beginning to happen easily simply and quickly for people like this is a great start you know and, and 2020 wasn't a great year. 2021 isn't – well, it's not a whole lot better, but I mean, you know, it is kind of. But people need this, and I think it's a really, really good start. Was, was that crazy. your intention, to, to to help people start on their way to – even just, just a few minutes, grounding and centering and connecting and meditating?
2: Yeah. I mean, I um... – you know it's it's always so interesting to hear how the book has affected people because you know when i was working on it obviously um or maybe not obviously but i was very conscious of uh placement you know so i so i really did think about where things were falling in the book you know did they have some relevance to the date or to the um event that i listed with the date uh and i i did try to you know, create some kind of of flow and I'm also I'm I'm always very touched when I hear uh, people's stories of of how it did um, inspire them or motivate them or was the perfect thing for them to read on any given day because that kind of makes me feel like the divine was the ultimate editor you know like I was um, Mother Teresa had that wonderful quote about I'm just a pencil in God's hand or something like that. And and it kind of feels that way, like okay, well, I did the mechanics of putting it together and picking them and and placing them, but um, you know, it's really divine working through the material to touch each person who who reads it, and and that's why those stories are always so fun and delightful to me, because I know that you know past a certain point, I didn't have anything to do with that; it was just. Um, it was them tapping into uh, to the God of their understanding and um, getting what they needed for that day.
1: Yeah, but it was also that you were the stepping stone for that and you were meant to be, so you did have a lot to do with it because we're all here, as you know, to teach and to learn and, and to help each other out and whatever contracts we had before we got here of helping a person. You as might have been helping many, 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 many thousands, millions of people, and this is how it's being done through what, you have put down in the book, so so don't
2: cut yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a um, it was a wonderful manifestation story, which I'd, I'd be happy to um, yes, uh, briefly tell if you're interested. Because yes, I'd I'd always wanted to be a writer, so I have like this essay, this handwritten essay that I wrote when I was 12, saying, um, you know, I want to be a writer. And my whole uh, life has kind of been toward that aim. I got, I got awards in high school, and I went to college to study creative writing, and then I became an a editor, magazine editor, after college. But I still hadn't done the book. And in 1996, I was the director of marketing for the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and they were going to do a... Conference on the on spirit and healing, and so in my role as marketing director, I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting uh, to put together a little brochure of prayers from mm-hmm. different faith traditions on healing as a way to market the conference? So that was the original spark. Um, it was to do a brochure to uh, to let people know about this conference. And when I put a notice in the member newsletter of the Institute, one of the members was the executive editor of canari Press and she said, "I want to do a book, I want that to be a book, <laughs> so I literally <laughs> wrote i just you know walked into my first book contract um like that, easy as pie it was it was the most amazing manifestation instant instant manifestation um and I'm always so intrigued by that about how you know the initial spark wasn't even to do a book, it was to do something else but um how how things came together to create this thing, this product that now has been in print for 24 years it's pretty wild
1: it's it's yeah it's divine intervention it's you yeah. were meant to do it absolutely you know there's no doubt about it because it had to be written and so and and let's not forget the introduction is by the Dalai Lama uh, yeah. you know yeah.
2: <laughs> really <laughs> you know yeah, that
1: kind of That's speaks loud, i thought maggie
2: <laughs> i i remember um you know, somebody that I worked with at the Institute of Noetic Sciences uh, knew someone who worked for the Dalai Lama. So through that connection, I just wrote a letter saying I love the Dalai Lama, too. <laughs> and I remember, you know, back in the days of fax machines, which it was, you know, watching as this letter on the Dalai Lama's stationery came out of that fax machine saying His Holiness would be happy to contribute. And I'm like, oh, my God. I should, it was the yeah. most amazing thing I could even imagine. And I actually had a letter. On the floor. <laughs> I, I pretty much did. I'm sure and you do have the
1: letter. I it should be framed and hanging in your house. You it know? is framed
2: in my living room,
1: absolutely. <laughs> there you go. It has to be I mean you know Dear Dalai Lama I just wrote my first book Might you be interested In writing the introduction <laughs> yeah, oh, I know and, and then you get a fax back Sure I'll do it you know, Are you kidding
2: me it's so pretty I, That is huge. I, you, I, you can't I tell me That wasn't used, meant <laughs> I actually used that recently I, I won't say the person I was trying to The famous person I was trying to get To write a forward To my new book But um, I did actually use that like, like I know This may be kind of An audacious request But after all the Dalai Lama did write the introduction to <laughs> in my first book. Now, unfortunately it did it didn't work, you know. So I I didn't get the, the second famous person. To, but um well, but, yeah, it was that might well. kinda speak
1: loudly about that person, you know. <laughs> it's like, Okay, I won't ask
2: again.
0: You, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I if I got a letter like that,
1: I'd be like, reason. "How do you say no? How do you say no?" When the Dalai Lama wrote the, first, the introduction of her very right. first book that exactly. wasn't even meant to be a book. Yeah, <gasps> you know, I mean, you kind of have to say yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so that might speak loudly about that person that you can now tick off your list and say, "Okay, you know, we won't go there again. That's okay. Somebody's too big for their britches. It's all right." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're loss, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, it, absolutely. It absolutely is. And they weren't meant to be a part of all the wonderful, magical, miraculous work that you are doing. So you just have to look at it that way and say, okay, moving on to the next person. Who is the person to do it, you know? Um, and, you know, you mentioned that your book does contain prayers from all different religions or traditions, I really Uh like seeing that, you know, sometimes when we read or hear prayers from our own upbringing or ministries or belief system, whatever, we hear the message, but we don't embrace it because it's been repeated so often from childhood to adulthood and we become conditioned. It's somewhat rote, not given the emphasis or the attention it deserves. It's as though we're oblivious to the true meaning and the feeling behind the words is no longer part of them when we read or speak them. So there's, you know, there's nothing there. But when we read or hear a similar message from another source, it might seem new or at the very least resonate differently and with feeling. And in that, we can understand it in a whole new way, which lights us up, opens our hearts, and ultimately for me anyway, starts fostering compassion and understanding and forgiveness in a way that we hadn't previously given the words we knew all too well that speak to the same topic. And that's, that's what I perceived from the variety of sources of, of the prayers, poems and blessings in your book. You know, it just seemed that that was necessary to do because you can tell somebody something over and over and over again and they won't get it. And then somebody says it a different way and all of a sudden they have an aha moment. And when we, we, we do too much reading of the same thing over and over again. You know, I was brought up Catholic. Okay, so Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed is the one who is in Jesus' name, the God of prophecy, and now thou doth amen. What did I just say? I, I mm-hmm. spoke the Hail Mary prayer. But what mm-hmm. did it mean? Really nothing because I spoke it so fast. But right. you might, you know, take on something else and say, wow, this has meaning. I really liked that. I, I was so glad that you included all those different traditions. And, and brought that into it. It it made it all inclusive, which is something that's a hot topic for, you know, our time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it feels important, doesn't it? And and before I uh, was ordained as a unity minister, I was ordained as an interfaith minister um, because I think that really in many ways – you know, the interfaith movement is um, a pioneer of sorts in our modern world in the sense of we we are a global society, and it's really important to um, uh, understand, you know, to, to be literate in some way with the uh, religious traditions of people around the globe. And it's really funny because the exact point that you just made uh, was made by the Dalai Lama, and I've got it in front of me. I'll I'll read it quickly. Uh, He said, this book contains a collection of prayers for healing from different traditions. I believe it is essential that we extend our understanding of each other's spiritual practices and prayers. This is not necessarily in order that we can adopt them ourselves, but because to do so increases our opportunity these for mutual respect. Sometimes, too, we encounter something in another tradition that helps us better appreciate something in our own. So I thought that was just such a perfect way to, um, you know, to address uh, or to open the book. And and it's exactly the point you just made is that yeah it's it's not that people are necessarily trying to convert you if they if they give you an anthology of interfaith um readings but but often when you read something from another tradition, it can as the Dalai Lama said, you know just be a spark that helps you to reinterpret or see something new in your own faith tradition so um that that does feel extremely important to me to to be inclusive in that way.
1: It is, and I also think that
2: when we hear things from different
1: sources that are the same as what we have come to know or believe, it helps us to realize that we're all the same. We're all connected. Yeah. It's really just semantics. And, and because of that noticing of differences that are not different at all, I have this hope. That the realization will foster peace and unity among not just cultures or people, but also allow us to connect humanely with animals and treat Gaia a bit better as well. She's not been happy with us. You know, she provides us with the sustenance we need to survive, and and she's getting a little ticked. You can tell by the weather and the, you know, earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis, and, you know, she's shaking us off like fleas, so... That's something else that I gleaned from your book is that our differences show us that we're really not that different when we read a similar passage or 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 prayer poem or whatever. It doesn't matter across the board. I think when we die, we're all going to find out that there's just one source. You know, we call it different things. You might call it Jesus, Allah, Buddha, whatever you want. but. You know, it's just this one source. And, and from your book, just seeing all the differences, I thought this should be bringing people together to see that, see, we are all the same. We all believe in the mm-hmm. same stuff. We all have that same. So it gave me a sense of hope.
2: Mm, good. That's good to hear. You know, it's it's yeah. interesting, too, because related to what you just said, I I did do a, another um, prayer anthology. I guess it came out in 2008, and it was called Prayers for Hope and Comfort. So the um the emphasis was a little bit different. It, 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 the the working title had been Prayers for Hard Times. Um and that was really what the focus was, is gathering again um blessings poems, prayers, and meditations from around the world on
0: uh
2: or or addressing hard times that that human beings go through and that also really um, I think made the point that when we're um, distressed for for whatever reason, you know personally in relationships um, as countries communities as the world. Uh, boy, it, uh, yes, it's like one heart. <laughs> you know, it's it's like those those kinds of hardships affect us as human beings in the same way. It doesn't matter what religion we practice, if any, um, it, it's like we're human beings and and we feel. So uh, it was just another way of kind of examining that that uh, very thing that you that you just said. We're we're all one.
1: Yeah. And I think that if people could actually get that, (laughs) I don't know how you do it. I mean, your book does it, but not everybody's going to buy your book. You know, we want people to buy the book because it's so good, but not everybody's going to read this and and take it in because we all have such different opinions and different ways of looking at things. And and we're all at different levels of evolution in our own lives, our own journeys, what we're here to learn, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But if people could just, it's so easy to get it when you pick up something like this. And you're, all your anthologies, I have a few of them, and I know I have prayers for hope and comfort. And I also think I have a string and a prayer, how to make and use prayer. Beads. Oh, uh-huh.
0: um, yeah, because yeah.
1: I've been following your um, anthology for a while. And it's just, it's so interesting to to see how it all, well, I'll use your word, strings, strings together, you know, and people could just, see it a little bit differently and feel it a little bit. T- and that's the thing, feel. Because when you feel, you get more out of it. You know, wasn't mm-hmm. Maya Angelo who said, people will forget what you said and what you did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And your book makes people feel connected to everything mm-hmm. because there are so many different topics in here. And I just, I think it's just such a great use of, Time to to take this book and you know flip through it and look up your favorite dates like I did and and uh, and also mark birthdays and special occasions in it as as we do, but it had to be hard for you to determine what you're going to put where. I mean, how many you had to have collected an awful lot of prayer and poems and meditations over time in order to get 365 for this one book alone, and. Right. I mean, how did you make that decision? How did you decide what you were going to use?
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good question. And because it was 24 years ago, I I can't um, I, I can't remember exactly. You know how I how I did it, although I remember that I did get uh, just a year calendar, and I had written notes down on different squares, and I was trying to, you know, make them match seasonally, of course, and if there was a, a particular event um, that I was listing on, on a day, for instance, I just turned to May 1st, May Day, um, so then I, I placed something that talked about flowers, because that makes sense, right, To to equate. Flowers with May Day and I would do that kind of thing Um, but it's interesting because I had more fluidity with this book than the one I just finished which I'm uh, excited about because I I wanted to do kind of a um, worthy successor to prayers for healing since people had loved uh, prayers for healing for, for so many years and so the new book that comes out in June is called have Hope and what I did was I did the same thing three hundred and sixty five um, prayers poems meditations on hope that actually use the word hope or some variation of it mm. and, and I listed a hopeful event for every single day. <laughs> so so the book is going to be not only a resource of hope quotations to, to give you hope um, but also hopeful events. So there will be 365 hopeful events throughout history and I had to match the quotation to those so that was a pretty intricate process I have to tell you and, and when something didn't work or had to come out for whatever reason it was like like a jigsaw puzzle. It was like, okay, well, what can I, you know, how, how do I do this with, with prayers for healing? It was a little bit easier because I did not do, um, events for every single day, just occasionally. Um, so like I did May day, I did the U S election day, uh, you know, things like that. And I wasn't as tied, um, I wasn't tied as tightly as I was with have hope, but I pulled it off, and I'm pretty proud of it because that was a dream that was like, Can I do this? This is pretty ambitious can i can I do this and i and I did, and I think it's gonna be um I think it's gonna be a resource that people will uh find hope in, so i'm I'm very excited about it
1: and needed too. Yeah, exactly. The timing will be perfect
2: for that as well,
1: you know. Yeah. We really do need to have more hope because we don't know. There's so many unknowns about so many different things right now, and there's still exactly. fear out there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and each of us has our own level of fear about different things. I'm among the group, you know. So, yeah, it's good to have hope and, and see things. But, yeah, amazing that you could find 365 different prayers, poems, blessings, uh, all that contain the word hope or some some reference to it somehow. That's amazing. Yeah. Right, That's an accomplishment right there To figure that out and not duplicate You know, I think that's really good You know, within all these blessings and prayers and poems Do you have any favorites or any that stood out Or resonated or truly struck you for whatever reason?
2: I do And, um... <laughs> Just as you said you had looked to your birthday, I of course um thought about my birthday and and I placed one of my very favorite ones on my birthday and it was um it, it's found on uh the the reading for September seventeenth and it was the blessing way for a girls puberty rights, uh, in the Navajo tribe. And I won't read the whole thing because it's one of the ones that does go uh, about two pages. But it starts with, with my sacred power, I am traveling. And that just kind of seemed like, you know, a, a wonderful way to look at my life. With my sa- sacred power, I am traveling. So that was the um, the one that I placed for my own birthday. And then there's one that I will read uh, because I love it so much. And the story behind this one is that I had another I had another selection for this particular date and it got pulled at the last minute because I uh wasn't able to get permission to use it. So um somebody at Canari at the, the publishers had this uh poem from another Canari writer Which we were able to substitute. That writer uh, was Mark Nepo, who, of course, since this book came out, I love him. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's he's become yeah. I've had him on the show
1: a couple of times. I love Mark.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and and, uh, Oprah discovered him too, and yeah. So his his star has really uh, been on the rise. But he wrote um, my most favorite prayer in this whole. book. So I will I will read it. It's not too long. Through the great through the great pain of stretching, beyond all that pain has taught me. The soft well at the base has opened and life touching me there has turned me into a flower that prays for rain. Now I understand. To blossom is to pray, to wilt and shed is to pray to turn to mulch is to pray, to stretch in the dark is to pray, to break the surface after great months of ice is to pray, and to squeeze love at the stocky center toward the sky with only dreams of color is to pray, and finally, to unfold again as if never before is to be the prayer. And that is uh, the entry for October 30th. October 30th, D- yep. Yeah, Mark D- and I I have
0: just that one
1: down. It was one of my favorites as well. I knew it was October 30th. I immediately, I said, okay, I know that's October 30th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is a I, really, really good one.
2: Isn't it awesome? And I just love how it was. It was the last-minute thing, and that was one I didn't even pick. You know, that was one I had picked something else. It got pulled. Kanari, um, Kanari said, you know, he's an author. You can use this one. It was like, wow, it turned out to be my most favorite one.
1: Yeah, and that probably too. You know, you think is a coincidence, and I don't. <laughs>
2: right 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 yeah no i'm sure i'm sure the divine has something to do with that one because it's just such a little bit (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm sure well i had you know like five favorites for a variety of reasons and i first looked up you know like i said before the dates that were important to me and i had to laugh at mine but three of them were poignant and then after i read through dates i just had to check out i began to read in order and one of the passages was in my mind abundantly appropriate at this time. And that one is for July 4th. And I I looked that up because well, I I didn't look it up for me personally, but rather for us as a nation. And I thought, I wonder what July 4th says and if there's anything that's appropriate for what we're going through right now. And it was. And that passage was written by Kareen McLaughlin and Gordon Davison who Um, In 1996, co-founded the Center for Visionary Leadership as a non-denominational educational center to help people develop their inner spiritual resources to be effective leaders and and respond creatively to change. And I thought that one, and it is rather long, but, you know, it starts with we ask you to join us daily at noon wherever you are for three minutes of prayer and meditation for the future of the United States with the following prayer. And then the prayer is, is rather lengthy. So I won't read the whole thing. But it's all about may we as a nation be guided by the divine to rediscover the sacred flame of our national heritage, which so many have given their lives to safeguard. Actually, it's not that long. I might read it. <laughs> Let the wounds of separation and division be healed by opening our hearts to listen to the truth on all sides, allowing us to find a higher truth that includes us all. May we- I need a magnifying glass because my eyes aren't that great right now. (laughs) (laughs) May we learn to honor and enjoy our diversity and differences as people, even as we more deeply touch our fundamental unity. May we as a people undergo a transformation that will draw forth individuals to lead our nation who embody courage, compassion, and a higher vision. May our leaders inspire us and we so inspire each other with our potential as individuals and as a nation that a new spirit of forgiveness, caring, and honesty be born in our nation. May we as a united people move with clear, directed purpose to take our place within the community of nations to help build a better future for all humankind. May we as a nation rededicate ourselves to truly living as one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And may God's will be done for the United States as we, the people, align with that will. And I guess it doesn't matter what year it is or what's going on, but because I read this a couple of months ago and, and things were a little bit different in all that we've seen in the past year, it just felt so appropriate, you know, no matter what is happening. But it seemed more appropriate now than anything else I could have read, you know, for the for the 4th of July. You know, it just seemed really... I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, mm. So I, I appreciate that you chose that one because that one I think that should be read in school every morning, <laughs> you know, mm. before every mm-hmm. Zoom call. I and mean, God knows we have a lot of those, you know. So <laughs> that it's should be true. I don't know. That one just really touched me. It really did. It touched me in a way that was just like, yeah, we're, you know, we think we're the greatest nation on earth and, and look at all that we're doing. And this just says, may we, may we, may we. So many intentions you know so many intentions are being set here and and we intend with our words and our thoughts and and what we say and your book allows those intentions to stay positive and focused and move us forward mm. without doubt without because there's that hope there so i can't wait to see your book have hope because that's i just know that's going to be another good one
0: <laughs>
2: they all are <laughs> thank you well and, and thank you for pulling out that one from from them because i actually hadn't read that recently and you're right it, it has so much relevance for us today um even though it's 24 24 out 24 um, years after the book first came out. And um, I I love that it is still, well, I guess I love that it's still relevant. Unfortunately, I don't know how much progress we've made. In some ways, it seems like we've devolved. But, um,
0: but.
2: on the other hand, there are hopeful things on the horizon. And I think in the year 2020, we definitely did some hard work in terms of looking at a systemic racism. So I, I think um, ultimately we are we are moving forward into uh, some of those uh, places that they were referring to in that particular um, statement of intention. But one thing I wanted to say about uh, Prayers for Healing, uh, which people may not know, is that because I was working at the Institute of Noetic Sciences at the time, so many of uh, their, you know, um, sort of aligned teachers, colleagues, Participated and sent me the, the prayers, and so uh, Marion Woodman, the ones that are from uh, the Union analyst, uh, who who's now the late Marion Woodman, uh, she contributed those poems by herself. Deepak Chopra had sent me poems. Um, I believe that one that you just read from Corinne was sent in, uh, and, and her partner w- was sent in by them. Uh, and it was just so exciting to see how many. People who really have names, uh, you know, reputations in the world of healing decided to support the project by sending in suggestions for those, um, you know, for for the entries. So that, that was a very special thing about Purse for Healing. And, and honestly, it just felt like such a blessed project because people... Did that, and, and as you point out, the Dalai Lama did the introduction. Larry Dossey, who's a very well-known author and doctor, uh, did the foreword. So it was just amazing right. to see how people wanted to support this, and no doubt that's why it has been in print for as long as it has been. And
1: no doubt that you know you have to see that it was really meant to be when you're getting all kinds of people that have that level of understanding and spirituality within their own hearts wanting to contribute to this to make it whole that's wow. that's crazy good <laughs> <laughs>
0: it
2: was and is it, it crazy good you're right yeah I was
1: gonna say it still is you know especially to go into print <laughs> a few times and to and to just you know it, it is classic in that these will not go out of style these will not This will not be, well, that was then, and now it's different. No, no, this is all, everything in here is just so touching and feeling. That's what I keep going back to, the feeling that you get when you read this. I love poetry anyway. Mm -hmm. I've always been big on poetry. And, Uh you know, written my own little poems or whatever over the years and, and not doing anything with it because they're just my own little hand scratching. But I love being able to put down feelings to the point where people can feel it. You know, and that's what a good writer does, you know, and that's putting it all together and getting the best of the, the cream of the crop to, to give you things without asking. And they're just sending it in saying, hey, we heard about your project. This is kind of cool. What do you think of this? They wanted to be part of it, too, because they knew it was going to make a difference, a huge difference in the world. So that very, very that's very
2: special. Yeah, <laughs> and it is and very wish- special. And it could go ahead. I was just gonna say, I wish you could have heard my sermon, my my Sunday lesson on Sunday, because it was about poetry as a spiritual practice. And so I mm. um I talked I talked about how, uh and I, and I was encouraging folks to start writing poetry, start start um just by keeping track of those experiences in life that you find uh particularly numinous, you know, full of the divine and see if any of those words lead themselves to a poem uh, cuz i i love poetry too. I I find it so um stirring and so I just really loved hearing that you uh that you do that and wanted to take the take that opportunity to also uh encourage your listeners to to do this thing. I think it is a powerful spiritual practice.
1: Yeah, it's cathartic, and it it doesn't – everybody thinks, well, poetry has to rhyme. I can't – no, it doesn't. It absolutely does not have to rhyme. It just has Mm -hmm. to provide feeling, real, true, authentic feeling in the point you're trying to put across. And when you do that, that in itself is poetic. It doesn't have to rhyme. You know, there are so many different types of poetry. You don't even have to be one of the – types of poetry, make up your own, you can be, you know, tease poetry, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, right. it doesn't matter, it's, it's how you feel, it's what you're writing about, you can be writing about a pen, and if you, if you write well enough, you know, and, and really put feeling into it, people are going to get that pen feeling, but, you know, it's just, there's so many things to write about, just looking outside, and it, it, it's meditative, it's relaxing, it reduces anxiety and stress, it allows you mm-hmm. to get into your own being and center and ground and connect with your higher self. And you'll be inspired to do other things because of whatever it is that you're, that you're writing down. It will inspire you to treat others differently, too. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing about your book. When, in all your books, actually, they're very – because of the way that they give the feeling to another person and, and you turn around and you act your feeling, okay, I have to laugh because I've said this a couple of times over the past few days to a variety of people. And, you know, we hear about all this racism on TV and everything. And I'm like, I just wish people would understand that there's really only one race. It's the human race. And if we could just get that, just understand that, there would be no division. You know, we're all the same race. We're all human. It's a human race. And forget about the rest of it. Does it matter what color somebody's skin is? No. Where they come from, what language they speak? No. None of that matters. It's the human race. God made everybody. But that's probably going to take a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think your your book helps with that.
2: (laughs) Well, it's yeah i'm i'm so glad to hear that I, I i do think that um there will be something in it for for everyone that will feel resonant um for for everyone it was it was definitely constructed with that hope that there there would be um at least one and and hopefully many more that that really touched their hearts or their you know talked about their experience and um would would feel inspiring to people
1: Well, based on 24 years of of relaunches and and the success of the book, I'm going to say, yes, you nailed it. (laughs) That is happening. And, yeah. So, you know, oh, my goodness. I can't believe the hour is almost over. Before we go, though, everybody can get your book at Amazon and their local booksellers is everywhere, right? They could just go online and order it or go to their local bookseller if they choose to and order it.
2: They, they can. It is everywhere. Uh, and if people would like to order through me uh, and have me write, yep. some, you know, a particular, um, you know, I'd be happy to write an inscription, uh, they can go to my website, which is my name, uh, Maggie Oman Shannon, and that's M-A-G-G-I-E-O-M-A-N-S-H-A-N-N-O-N, Maggie Oman com and I'd be happy to, to send that out.
1: That's really cool. You guys should do that because those. Whenever an author signs a book, it's definitely a keeper. You just don't let anyone borrow it. <laughs> it doesn't leave the
2: house. It's just like it comes home. <laughs> that's right. So that's really
1: right that's one a wonderful thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's too funny <laughs> Well I cannot thank you enough for coming back And joining us, this was a great show And I Aww. hope you'll consider coming back after Your next book comes out, have hope Um, I'd love to have you back again uh, Oh i, you know, I would love We to. did great with Yeah, it, I, was, it was great fun, so hold on And uh, and you know, and thank you so much for being here Really, really appreciate it, if you just hold on Aww. While I do the outro and I'll talk to you in a few minutes Sounds okay, great, thank you so much You are quite welcome We know you need We need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please share the knowledge, joy, and love by sending the link for this show to everyone you know And let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for everyone. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need, 100%. We're run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, stipends, or compensation of any kind to anyone. Every penny goes toward meals, coats, health care, whatever is needed, so all children have a chance for a good life. Because at Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, sojihuggles.org. And please follow us on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. While you're in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, Key Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
0: I got a roof over my head. I got. I can't believe the prayer When I remember how Feel a hand holding my hand. It's not a hand.